Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. On this week's May Contain Spoilers, we find out what's important to JGL in Don John. We also take a look at what's been described as one of the worst films of the year in Ridley Scott's The Counselor. And also, JP went to see Lee Daniels' The Butler, which definitely does star Oprah Winfrey and which might actually not be that bad. If you've seen any of these films, then tell us what you thought by tweeting at Film Spoilers or by emailing Spoilers at hot1028.com. Hello and welcome to May Contain Spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham. I'm Drew Bridger. And I'm JP Stockwell. And coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be reviewing Don John, The Counselor and The Butler. That, of course, was Marky Mark Wahlberg and the funky bunch of Good Vibrations, which is on the soundtrack to Don John. And if you've seen the trailer, you will know all about that. It's one of my favourite parts of the film, to be honest. It is. Uh, I mean, any time when they play Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, it's it's the high point of the film. You've got to feel it, feel it. It You do have to feel it, feel it. It's an obvious thing to say. nothing better than feeling it, feeling it. It's an obvious thing to say, but it does seem weird that Mark Wahlberg (laughs) was once Marky Mark. A little bit. Like, I know that he does a, a lot. A little bit. He still takes his shirt off quite a lot, but even so... He, do, that he does enjoy that. He do, it's almost like he enjoys that a little bit too much sometimes. But that's a legitimately good song, so I think he can be proud of that. Yeah. Well done, Marky Mark. Good, it, it's, you know, it's a good guilty pleasure. Yeah. So, anyway, if you've seen uh, Don John, The Counselor, or Much the like Mark Wahlberg. Yes. <laughs> then uh, let us know what you thought of them by uh, by tweeting us at Film Spoilers or by emailing us, makeandtakespoilers at hot1028.com. Uh, as well as our reviews, we'll also uh, take a look at the usual array of things that we do on each show. So, Drew, you have got some crowdfunding corner for us. I do. Uh, and also, JP has some film news. And, Drew, you've done this week's Sofa Cinema, too. I have, indeed. So there we go. It's An action-packed show. Action-packed. If you, you can cannot pass. pack more action into this show. Three things counts as action-packed, where yep. I come from. So all of that's coming up in the next hour or so, but let's uh, let's move on to our first review of the week, which is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt written, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt directed, and, and the Joseph Gordon-Levitt starring, starring Don John. And the story is... Did he produce as well? Probably. It's his production company, so almost certainly. I think it's basically he is everything behind this. I I'm, I'm, wouldn't be surprised if he was behind the camera filming himself as well. Mm. He's everything to all men. Yes. So the story of Don John is a New Jersey guy dedicated to his family, friends and church, develops unrealistic expectations from watching porn and works to find happiness and intimacy with his potential true love. You decide what colour, I'm going to meet you at the registers. Just want to pick up a few things, cleaning products, okay? Well, where are you going? What? Where are you going? Nah, I'm almost out of Swiffer pads. I'm just going <laughs> to pick a few up. Oh, what pads? What? The Swiffer. I don't know what that is. You're on a Swiffer? What is that? Seriously? No. Oh, babe, it's the best. You got to try it. What do you do for your floors? You got those nice floors in your place. What do you, mop? No. What do you do? I sweep it up with a broom. No, I mean to really clean it. I don't know. The housekeeper does it. Oh, right. Yeah. Listen, I'll just be a second, okay? No, no, no. Come here. What? You're not going to go buy a mop right now. It's embarrassing, okay? No, babe, I told you. It's not a mop. It's these pads. I don't care. You shouldn't be doing your own housework anyway. Why not? Because you're a grown man. I mean, you shouldn't be cleaning your own floors. Well, I enjoy doing it. 
Look, you know what? I'll call Rosa for you. She'll do your place. Who? Rosa, my cleaning lady. She's great. Oh, great. No, you know, thanks, but uh, I like doing it myself. Well, you kidding me? Come on, you don't got to be doing that. Nah, babe, she won't do it right anyway. You got to vacuum my carpet a certain way or else it looks... Don't over talk about vacuuming and... It's uh, a bit of an abrupt finish to that, but that was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson in Don John. And of course, it also stars Julianne Moore yeah. and Tony Danza, directed by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, as we mentioned. What did you guys think of Don John? Well, to be honest, Steve, um, it worried me. <laughs> did it? Because, frankly, I want to know who has been following me mm-hmm. and documenting my life in order to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt replay it out on screen. Right, so... Frankly, I'm shocked and offended that someone has been following me this closely for this long. The things that Don John says, uh, or John as he's known, uh, says matter to him are uh, his body, his rides, his pads, his girls, Mm. his porn. Yep. That's church. The only thing that they threw in there to distance themselves from from me clearly was the church. I've never seen you in church, Drew. Exactly. I'm not fully convinced. The movie theatre is your church. They, 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 They put that in to distance themselves from me, to be honest. I've got no idea how we've ended up here, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. You don't need I mean, to review it. You lived it. So. Exa- exactly. I mean, essentially, aside from um, me being worryingly close to th- this character, um, you know, h- horrendous addictions aside, you know, it's only an addiction if it's hurting people. So, I mean, um, it does. You, you mentioned the addiction there. Yeah. It, it is kind of a focus on this guy who can't have normal relationships with people because he can only see what he's missing out on uh, by watching porn, essentially. And it's sort of similar to what we saw with Steve McQueen's Shame, which I uh, I saw, I think, I think we I all saw, saw it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, no. Okay. I didn't well, see that one. JP, I don't know if you agree, but I, I thought that actually Shame kind of did it much better than this did. Although I did enjoy Don John. Yeah. It just had... It seemed a little bit kind of light and fluffy and dancing around the edges it, of it. It did. Th- that was the one thing that I got, like, just to start it off, that was the one thing that I felt was the biggest down point of this movie is that I felt they kind of missed the point with this a little bit. They missed the point of the porn addiction, skirted th- around it. I think you bringing up shame mm. is is apt but it's kind of I mean Shame was a lot darker of a movie this is clearly going for a lighter comedic feel whether that's right or not considering the um, the theme or the or the subject matter of uh, porn addiction is probably um, m- maybe muddled but I mean you know we've had things like this before I mean you know think of 50-50 you know being kind of what people were calling a cancer comedy. Yeah, that's what he, that's what Joseph Gordon-Levitt said kind of inspired him, was taking this very serious subject. Brings le- and, the Levitt brings yeah. levity to the situation. Yeah, yeah, so telling jokes through this very um, serious situation. And my problem with that is that you're right, shame is completely different to this and much darker and probably has a greater intention to, to kind of explore the themes of addiction and things like that where this is attempting to be more of a comedy my problem with it is I didn't find it that funny so therefore I'm not really enjoying it as Did a comedy not? not really I could see them going for a lot of laughs but I, I thought I liked I kind of liked his portrayal of this yeah. kind of Jersey guy and Scarlett Johansson as well as the the sort of um the kind of princess, yeah, the, the yeah. Jersey Shore type yeah. uh, girl as well are enjoyable, but I didn't like them. And even when Julianne Moore comes into it as kind of the older uh, woman who's uh, 
wise and uh, wise and attempting to to show him that that women are different to what he's seeing them as, and that he's just after the wrong people and looking for the wrong things. She was quite a shallow character and quite unlikable too. So like, I, I just didn't really find myself yeah. rooting for any of these characters. So in the end, I'm not finding that funny. I, I'm not kind of caring that much. So it just kind of passed me by. And I think probably the fact that this is JGL, as we've just shorthand, uh, it's his first movie. It feels maybe within the trappings of what a first movie would be like, especially that it's this low budget and it's his own production company. And the fact that it's called Hit Record, it seems kind of like like a fairly low indie kind of production company and at times it felt like that as well like there are scenes where you feel like that they that they return back to you know in days have passed but you feel like probably all of this was shot in one go sort of thing and one of those things where maybe the budget shouldn't necessarily be that evident in something like this um but i feel that maybe because it's a first time director it's him just trying to you know get it done and really. i did to be honest i think the cast is what makes this more enjoyable than the story probably should make it yeah because joseph gordon levitt is very likable and is quite funny and charming and, and he probably and he, knows a few people yeah and he's enjoyable to be around and obviously him being attached to it will probably be what brought scarlett johansson in as well and she's very good in it and enjoyable and so is julianne moore to a certain extent but it's just i i, I can't kind of get on board of it when that's all there is to it and he did have some nice i mean we said it was his first film there was some nice bits to it you get the kind of we mentioned the, him listing the things that he cares about. There's some nice kind of um, editing and uh, you get to see kind of how that is constantly played throughout the film. So he's constantly listing the things that matter to him and you get to have... It's like, kind of that hip-hop style editing yeah, that was, w- that's kind of similar to another serious film that might, well, we'll mention it, um, the whole Requiem for a Dream style of editing. Yeah. Of, of, and it seems... It's like he knows his influences but it's his first film so he's just trying to get that together and it's it's just a little bit problematic my least favorite character in the whole film and we haven't mentioned her so far is the the character played by Brie Larson who is his sister Ah, oh, see I knew you were going to say that I, I the second I saw that character and I saw <laughs> that she wasn't saying anything and this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler but like her character was probably the most predictable part of the film and you know she's this character that sort of sits there is constantly on her phone never actually says anything for the film until right at the end when she says something that she is has very, the Kevin Smith she has the moment. whole Kevin Smith kind silent of silent Bob, Bob moment where she says the one thing that actually matters and everyone listens and pays attention and everyone comes to the and I immediately thought Steve's going to hate that. Well, the problem I is, was in the theatre and I thought to myself, Steve's going to hate that. It, and I did, slightly. Although I like her. I just think it's very heavy-handed. Like she, She's constantly, in every single shot in the film, looking at her phone. When everyone else is arguing and shouting and, and talking, she's doing nothing. So you think, yeah. OK, we all know who Brie Larson is, probably. So yeah. she's going to be in here for a reason. It's going to be there somewhere towards the end. And obviously... When it comes down to it, the one thing she has to say is the most insightful thing in the whole film, which is just—it it, it was so obvious. That's where it was going. That exactly. It, that was that was again. That was what I thought was one of the down points of the movie because again, like with the plot, they sort of missed the point of having her in there. Really, like she could have actually been more of a character. They they could have used that as a crux for a bit more. Like she could have been a bit of more of an emotional anchor for uh, for John, but. 
you know, she wasn't. She was just sort of there in the background. All the characters were a bit two-dimensional for me. So Julianne Moore's character is someone who is, as you've mentioned, kind of taking an adult learning class that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm. Don John starts doing to try and improve himself to win over Scarlett Johansson and uh, you think well okay she's interesting she's different from, from all the other characters in it she has that kind of ethereal down to earth kind of softer yeah but we never really find thing. out all we find out about is he's got some, something in her past which has led to her having to take this course and and kind of led her towards him but that, that's all there's no kind of exploration of that or why she's doing it the effect it has on her 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 emotional state it just kind of glosses over it and again it just feels like a slightly missed opportunity yeah I mean like all of the characters that are in there are that they're very uh, kind of stereotypical of this exact kind of genre film so everyone that's in there is in there for a reason but the thing is you know what reason they are in there for and you know what reason they're going to play out but the thing that sort of kind of brought it back for me a little bit was the slickness of it the funniness of it there you know it was dramatic in the right places and it was funny in the right places and it was still a fairly enjoyable film even though like i said they kind of missed the point of the deeper part of the plot line a little bit they kind of skirted around it a yeah, little I've, bit i've given it but a bit of a like, kicking but i did i did in general enjoy it it's just yeah. you go into these things with slightly raised expectations when you are a big fan of, of the people that are making it so i am a big fan of joseph gordon levitt and i do think this kind of hints that he will make really good films but i just don't think there are better is, ones on the horizon yeah i think it's a nice stepping stone yeah uh, a kind of first one under the belt that could lead to to something better so it's not that i hate this film by any stretch of the imagination i just kind of have to think well I probably expected a little bit more. but And it's funny that we likened it to 50-50 because the thing about 50-50 was that it wasn't a very typical movie. Like, everyone thought it looked like it might be a typical movie, but actually it, it really wasn't. Um, you know, it wasn't all hipstery and kooky and everything like that. It was actually very serious in some points and very, very funny in some points. And that's one of the reasons why 50-50 was one of my films of the year, the year it came out. I don't think this quite hits the same mark, but it's kind of on a similar playing field. Okay, well, speaking of marks, let's give Don John marks out of five. JP, what score are you going to give Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Don John? I will give a three stars. I think it's, you know, perfectly fine for, you know, a, a first movie. It has some of the trappings that you might expect from someone's first movie. I mean, yeah, he's worked with Christopher Nolan, but he's not exactly going to be that on his first film, I wouldn't imagine. So um, I think probably the most enjoyable thing is his performance and his portrayal of the, as we said, the kind of Marky Mark style uh, guy. And that was the, the main enjoyment I got out of the movie. So three and a half from me. Three and a half. Three, I said three. Sorry, yeah. three, yeah. three. I'm Bumped used to saying halves now. Through, no, yeah. three. Star, sorry. So three Falling stars. Into the half star yeah. trap. Three stars from JP for Don John. Uh, Drew? Um, well, I'm going to go a little bit better. I'm going to give it three and a half. I was, ah, I was so close to verging on giving it a four. But I think that the down points of the movie are the ones that we've pointed out the, the trappings of having the uh, the very kind of stereotypical uh, characters for this type of genre um, he does get a little bit of a free pass because I do have a soft spot for Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, I think most people know that 
by now no, of, of my of my rather soft spot for him. Um, so you know some of the lines in there are, are, are pretty golden that he gets to give as well, and the stereotypical New Jersey characters are so so typical that it's almost funny in itself to watch them because it's like oh it's totally Jersey Shore, but. Um. <laughs> Okay, but no, so, yeah, exactly. So I gave it three and a half. So three and a half from Drew, three from JP for Don John. I am going to agree with uh, JP and say it's a three-star movie for me. I enjoyed it. I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think it will lead to better things, but I just think I was slightly disappointed uh, compared to what my expectations were for Don John. So if you've seen it, tell us what you thought of it. Maybe you hated it. Maybe you, Joseph Gordon, loved it. Oh. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. Still to come on the show, we've got reviews of The Counselor and The Butler and also probably some bad jokes like that. Doing it right by the Go team, and uh, you will find out what film that's taken from uh, very shortly because Drew has stuck it in his sofa cinema, which we'll be doing in only a mere moment's time. But just a reminder to let us know what you thought of Don John. Uh, you can tweet us at Film Spoilers or email Make Contain Spoilers at top1028.com or, or, or also uh, our other films we saw this week, or which are. JP saw this week, uh, which include The Counselor and The Butler. So, uh, any of those three films, tell us what you thought of it, and we will give it a mention during the show. Sofa Cinema. So, Drew, this week's Sofa Hello. Cinema, you've chosen three films that can be viewed on Freeview I over have. the next six days or so. What films have you got in your arsenal? Well, the link for this week is there are too many Christmas movies. <laughs> So I've gone for things that are not Christmas movies. It's too because early. Because it is too early. I'm People, with you. On that get it one. together. We will go get all out. Get it together. As we get closer to Christmas, we will go it just, all it, out. It makes me angry. Darn it. Simmer down, Drew. Okay. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> so these are my non Christmas movies for the week. Um, so Friday the 22nd. 7.45pm This is my first choice by the way I'm just going into it um, Friday, Friday 22nd 7.45pm ITV2 uh, Is Whip It Which is uh, Not the type of dog and I mean you know Whip It As in Whip It Good um, Which is where that film uh, That song is from Yeah uh, great soundtrack on Whip yeah, It Yeah it, it is a really great soundtrack And I've been trying to watch this film for a while because I've been recommended it by a lot of friends and I just I haven't gotten around to watching it so I think this might be my opportunity I do also have a friend that is part of a roller derby team so do I are they not the same one I don't think I don't think that we're the same one but no, they might play for the same team I I'm doubt not it sure. not, this is completely off topic but no uh, they're from somewhere else so. oh okay anyway yeah, it's, right. it's a growing uh, sport and uh, do we even say what the sport was I feel like we roller haven't. derby roller derby yeah. there we go <laughs> uh, and uh, it's an interesting things i didn't really know anything about it till i saw whip it so uh directed by drew barrymore as well yeah Makes so it it's always in and ellen page is in it as well so you can't really go wrong with that delight um so and my second choice is on monday the 25th uh this is at 10 30 p.m uh unusually this is on bbc4 it's part of their storyville season. highbrow 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 stuff this is blackfish 
Yes, which uh, JP and I saw earlier this year, and uh, it's one of those uh, documentaries that kind of sticks in your mind because it throws up some things you probably weren't really aware of, which is the treatment of killer whales at kind of sea parks and things yeah. like that. Really, really kind of harrowing, unnerving. Yeah, and just yeah. also you know the these these how these kind of animals are kept and the, the trainers are being sort of misled by the parks and things like that so it's a story of some killer whales and how they uh, attacked various keepers but it's not necessarily the whales faults really really interesting stuff yeah um so i mean i definitely i didn't get a chance to watch that when it was out so i really want to see that and again that's part of bbc4's storyville season which also means i think that it will be on the iplayer for for seven days afterwards so if you can't catch it when it's on it tv be- Look at all these plugs we're giving the BBC. Oh, it's disgusting. It's almost like one of us works there. Um, Tuesday 26th. Sorry. Yeah, JP. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tuesday 26th, 11pm on Film 4 is my last choice. And that is Super, um, which is, conveniently enough, immediately after Kick-Ass. If, um, so you could have a Kick-Ass and Super double bill. If Ellen Page was a killer whale, this would have had a... Ellen Page sort of thread to it because obviously she's in Whip It and Super, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is. If someone out there can find a connection between Ellen Page and Blackfish, you win this show. I you, think I may you have win the show. I may have seen it's, her in Water at some point. Well, Drew, but Drew Barrymore was in that uh, whale movie fairly recently. Free Willy. No, the one where the wh- <laughs> the whale got stuck underneath oh, the ice. That, I've forgotten oh, the name that, of that it. That barely oh, yeah. counts as a film, let alone yeah. a link. Yeah, um, but you know. <laughs> so if Ellen, Page, if, Ellen, if Ellen Page has ever played a killer whale in anything, then you know, yeah. if you can find that link, you win the show. But those are my three choices. So it's Whip It, Blackfish and Super, all of which I do want to record on my generic recording device and watch. So there you go. This week's Sofa Cinema selected by Drew, Whip It, Blackfish and Super. JP, is it your turn next week? It, it definitely is. So there we go. Three Christmas films from JP next week. <laughs> really. Although if you want to do that, that's fair enough. Uh, on next week's show, they will be chosen by JP. But still to come on this week's May Contain Spoilers, we're going to take a look at The Counselor, The Butler. Also, Drew's got some crowdfunding corner and uh, we'll have some film news and all of next week's releases. Steve Lanham, May Contain Spoilers, Hot Radio. You're listening to May Contain Spoilers. My name is Steve Lanham and with me are Drew Bridger and JP Stockwell. In the previous part of the show, we reviewed Don John and gave it three stars from JP and myself three and a half stars from the very very forgiving Drew and uh, well the next two films we're going to talk about this week are films that I think are fair to say that all star casts but that's about all that would link them it's The Counselor and The Butler let's start off with The Counselor which is a film which on paper should be fantastic Uh, directed by Ridley uh, Ridley Scott's Oh, I can't. I can't even speak. Directed by you Ridley hit that Scott, wall, haven't you? Write, written, written by <laughs> Cormac McCarthy, and uh, starring Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, uh, Javier Bardem. Uh, you listing Penelope this in this <laughs> way yeah. it's actually it's almost sounding more sounding more and more bored uh, by not. just listing it well <laughs> this is the thing because I think JP you might fill us in on that in just a moment but let's pretend that I haven't got an opinion on it from what I've heard from uh, from various other people so the story for the counsellor is a lawyer finds himself in over his head when he gets involved in drug trafficking even that sounds a bit boring what do you do with the money? mine goes offshore we can talk about it if you like but you can't use my people alright Okay. What else? You seem unsettled. I'm all right. If you're not in, you need to tell me. Why? Because you don't know someone until you know what they want. 
I can't advise you, counsel. But you are advising me. I just need you to be sure that you're locked in. Because I don't know. Maybe I should tell you what Mickey Rourke told What's-His-Face. That's my recommendation anyway, counselor. Don't do it. This arson is a serious crime. Yeah. And so is this. So the council is written by uh, Cormac McCarthy, directed by Ridley Scott, stars Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz and Cameron Diaz. Uh, JP, what did you think of The Counselor? Well, if you take that clip into consideration, just kind of imagine that, like the tone of that kind of conversation and the level of they were speaking in, essentially, just imagine that for about two hours. <laughs> ah. Because essentially that is, I think, probably what, people have been most frustrated about this movie is that it does have yes it has a kind of um, uh, a stage play style feel to it about its prose and it's uh, talking about you know greed and it's it's themes and stuff but it's done in just this really kind of stodgingly you know trekking through thick mud of just having to get through all of these conversations with interspersed like small little glimmers of hope of action sequences but essentially it is just like a whole movie of just people sitting around talking in rooms but in a way that's just that just is really quite um it's just kind Boring? of yeah patience <laughs> testing in a way and it's it just kind of goes on and on and on and i wonder I wonder yeah. if the reason for this is because Cormac McCarthy, of course, wrote No Country for Old Men. The Coen brothers directed it, but they kind of scripted uh, yeah, the this film is, from the this novel. Yeah, this is Cormac McCarthy's first um, screenplay. Yeah, and I wonder if perhaps nobody had the heart to tell him or nobody was strong enough to stand up to him and say, might need to thin this out a little bit, Cormac, because it's a little bit boring. And uh, you would think Ridley Scott is a big enough director maybe to, to have said that or to have done something with it, but well, it seems what, that it just hasn't happened. Well, what, he, what Ridley Scott has brought to it is his, I mean, the, the thing that you can kind of expect from Ridley Scott is that he does bring that kind of visual style to it. It's the same uh, cinematographer as on Prometheus, so it does have that very kind of red epic digital stylized look. You know, everyone's got seems like they have violet lips and 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 all this this weird kind of picture quality look to it. But um, so that's what he does bring to it. And there and as I say, there are some there there are a few kind of interesting action sequences. But it is amongst a lot of um, trekking through just these conversations that that are more about. Um, just general talking about themes rather than there being any real sense of plot or progression about anything. It's With that cast though you would think that there must be some good performances uh, or at least something that would lift it slightly. Is is anyone in it particularly good? Well it's they they kind of, they are but it's it's, it's they, they are playing uh, Are they only to, good in context? Well, it's more. It's more that you know they they have um, the 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 actors uh, you know shtick to them. So like you 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 have uh, Javier Bardem as kind of a ridiculously dressed, and he's this is like the, one of the third times you know he's acting with his crazy hairstyle. <laughs> Um, and then, there, I mean, there's quite a lot to do with fashion in this movie as well. Like, um, Brad Pitt doesn't look like he's someone from 
this era whenever it's supposed to be set he's he's kind of wearing these uh, ridiculous kind of silk um suit white suits with the cowboy hat and the long hair it looks quite and 90s that's the impression that kind I've got. of I, I don't quite quite know what era it's supposed to be set in i mean they do all have touchscreen iPhones and things oh, okay but um but it's yeah, it's just that 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 I think is the main problem. I mean, some people have actually said that they like this and that it, it has been some people's film of the year. And I th- and the listening to some of those people's uh, reviews, it seems that the thing that they like about it the most is the thing that other people dislike about it the most is that they actually really enjoy the the idea of them talking about these themes in a way that you would expect from say something like a, a stage play or something like that and I, I know maybe we might have talked we must have talked about a movie that uh, in the past that seemed like a play you know they're very sort of stripped down and stuff but it's just the the nature of the dialogue uh, and the conversations and the fact that that's essentially the huge part of the movie and, and there are just on and on that very ongoing it, it just it's very hard to kind of enjoy it i found it's it feels like you're just kind of watching these things go on and on and on and it's yeah it is a little bit um it never hard feels going. yeah it doesn't really feel like it's going anywhere it's just telling you things so a bit disappointing considering the cast and the fact it's ridley scott let's uh, yeah. let's hear your score out of 5 for the counselor i'm going to go for Hmm, one and a half. Ouch. Yeah. That's so, a steep one. So one and a half stars from JP for Ridley Scott's The Counselor. Maybe you're one of the people that thought it was the film of the year, or perhaps that JP was just being a little bit too harsh, or you just want to give it a bit of a shoe in like JP has. Uh, you can get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of it. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on Make and Take Spoilers at hot1028.com. So now it's time for Crowdfunding Corner, which, uh, Drew, this week you have tracked down something which is worth taking a look at on crowdsourcing sites, shall we say. Yeah, not much uh, tracking down really needed because uh, it was actually JP that brought this to my attention today. (laughs) He sort of forwarded me this link uh, from a website that he found uh, with an interesting article in it. Teamwork. I like it. Followed the link to this one. Um... So he brought he brought this to my attention today because this is actually a, a fairly new one. I think this one actually only started today, by the look of it. Okay. So I might not have picked up on it. Hot otherwise. off the press. So, um, <coughs> sorry. This is basically uh, a documentary on the on a, on Roger Ebert's memoir. It's directed by Steve James. It's uh, it's actually already filmed. So the the film itself is actually uh, all filmed and, and finalised, and they're in post production at the moment. The film is called Life Itself, and it's a feature uh, documentary based on Roger Ebert's life. Okay. Um, what they're doing, however, is a campaign to raise funds to uh, put the finishing touches to the film in post production and everything like that. And if fans donate more than $25 uh, they will be eligible for a free uh, preview screening of it which will be available to them online they will be sent a link they follow that link and they stream the film online before uh, it premieres basically 
which okay. is which is a pretty cool idea. That's one of the bigger incentives I've seen of you know crowd crowdfunding things. It's always interesting when they've uh, they've already funded it. Essentially, it's just the kind of finishing touches. It, I think it makes it more likely for people to support it because they think, well, it's you know this thing exists already. It's more likely that it's going to happen. So. Well, yeah, exactly. If it's more of a dead cert, then it is likely that people will go, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll give them this so I can, you know, twenty five dollars is essentially. Um, the price of a ticket and and then some in order to see the film early from my own home. So, you know, I can kind of see where they're coming from with this. And, you know, if it's a story of Roger Ebert, it's it's pretty interesting as well because, you know, people will want to see that. Yeah, I mean, he's a a film reviewing legend, obviously. Exactly. So where are they at kind of funding-wise at the moment? Okay, well, like I said, I mean, it's only... It's really only just started, (laughs) so there's 30 days left on it. This is on on, uh, Indiegogo, by the way. Um, so there's 30 days left on this. They've raised $6,400 of a $150,000 goal, which seems a bit, you know, high for something that is essentially already filmed. But, you know, if that's what they need to make it as good as it can be, then I suppose that's what they need. And raising that amount of money in essentially a day is pretty impressive anyway. So Ah, there we go. That's this week's crowdfunding corner, Life Itself, the Roger Ebert documentary. Drew will tweet a link to that later on in the week if you want to take a look at it and uh, think about investing some of your hard-earned cash in the uh, Roger Ebert documentary. So you can find uh, a link to that later on in the week. Crowdfunding corner. Dean Martin and Ain't That a Kick in the Head taken from the soundtrack to The Butler which we'll be reviewing very very shortly remember if you've seen Don John this week or uh, or The Counselor then let us know your thoughts at Film Spoilers is a place to tweet us or email spoilers at hot1028.com with your lengthier reviews and we will give them a mention on the show and remember if you do it during the week we will still give it a mention on next week's show or even a retweet if uh, if you do it on Twitter we're not Can just going to get a retweet we're not just going to like you know forward your email out if, uh, if you email us no, exactly. you, you have to wait to the next show pretty much so there we go there's the ways you can get in touch with us but let's move on to our next review of the night which uh, is another film which JP saw this week a very busy individual with time on his hands yeah (laughs) Uh, no we appreciate you seeing these things so I don't have to essentially so the butler uh, a story uh, the story is uh, as Cecil Gaines serves eight presidents during his tenure as a butler at the White House the civil rights movement Vietnam and other major events affect this man's life family and American society. Hey, there he is. Heard you were coming. What's your name, my brother? Cecil Gaines. Cecil Gaines. That ain't funny. Well, I'm Carter Wilson, head butler. Don't worry about Big Mo behind you. That brother's D. Wallet before you even knew it. This brother in the mirror over here, his name's James Holloway. He's my second in command. Jay? Jackie Robinson and Willie Mays. Why don't you shake the man's hand first before you start asking difficult questions like that? I just want to know where the man's coming from. Look like the jury's still out on that one, right? Fancy Freddy give you the tour yet? He did. Is the Dodgers still still losing? I might be able to answer that question if Carter over here stopped running his nasty mouth. So The Butler is directed by Lee Daniels and stars Forrest Whitaker, Oprah Winfrey, John Cusack and a list of people uh, that's so long that I'm not going to read through it, to be honest. Uh, JP, what did you think of The Butler? I thought that this... Um, I mean, that there have been 
you know, kind of middling and mixed reviews about this. So I was I was kind of skeptical about what to think about it. But I thought that the the overall you know uh, storytelling of you know this uh, period in history, you know, during um, the uh, civil rights movements and uh, uh, a lot a lot of this um, political. Uh, goings on it, it it is obviously you know an important story and stuff and that's kind of the backdrop for Forrest Whitaker as he 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 was a uh, butler in the White House and of course this is kind of based on a true story but obviously some uh, you know artistic license has been taken with some of the names and events and stuff but I think that overall it is um, it it, ha- it does have kind of a schmaltzy kind of attitude to it but I think the 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 characters and the interactions um are you know very convincing and there there is some kind of heartfelt moments and some uh kind of tussles you know between especially uh Forrest Whitaker's uh character and his eldest son who who is part of the civil rights movement and their kind of big clash between you know him being you know one of the few uh, black butlers within the White House to be able to kind of move up the ladder or not because of the um, the civil rights stuff and it's that that stuff is all you know very strong but I think the parts of it where it's trying to emulate you know the real story does have you know a kind of schmaltzy and predictable kind of angle to it but I think all the performances and and everything around that is is still very strong. Is it essentially Forrest Whitaker Gump? Um, well, <laughs> the, there is the, there is a kind of hint of that. Yes, uh, that's almost as good as Joseph Gordon Love It. That's yeah. almost. Yeah, the, it's um, it it does have you know the, the similar things to that you know where it's showing you know parts of the the era. Obviously, it doesn't have quite the comedic tone that uh, Forrest Gump had with some of those parts of the movie. Mm. Uh, following the different, you know, p- paths in in history, um, and I think that uh, you know, if you're going into this movie thinking that it is Forrest Whitaker Gump, <laughs> that you, yeah, you're not going to get that kind of uh, uh, journey that you do with Forrest Gump. But I think no. that it it is mostly covering the story, you know, of this particular time in history and. Is it essentially a very similar film to The Help, but uh, basically a, a class system up? It it, it kind of is. It, it it sort of reminds you of that, but it 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 more deals with um, the 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 family dynamic and how that that is affected by the uh, the civil rights movement. Whereas from The Help, if I remember, it's more to do just. It, it seemed to do with more within just the the closer proximity of the family mm. rather than the bigger picture. I may be mem- uh, remembering that wrong because I haven't seen the help for a while. But, okay, uh, so uh, I mean, look, Lee Daniels is a, an interesting director. Yeah, this, uh, this obviously that's probably we, sh- we should go without saying that th- this isn't nearly as you know the, the trashy kind of fun that um, that the Paperboy was, which I would have been more into to be honest because I yeah. really like the Paperboy. But there we go, uh, probably more similar to Precious uh, than, than the Paperboy. So yeah. JP, what did you think? Uh, score-wise for Lee Daniels the butler? I think um, 
initially I I, th- I thought you know kind of around a two and a half three I, I I'm sort of struggling to figure out I think probably overall I'll, I'll go with the two and a half because I think that it does have that there there is a lot of kind of ground to cover and it it does at some points fall into the traps of you know we have to outline you know some of the main points in history mm. a little bit like the the biopic kind of syndrome which you know as i've said before is a little bit kind of tiresome um so i yeah i think overall i'll, I'll give two and a half i think you know most people will 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 kind of like it at, in an average way um i think it knocks a half star off for me. Okay, so two and a half stars from JP for Lee Daniels Butler. If you've seen it, time's running short, but let us know what you thought of it. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on Make and Take Spoilers at hot1028.com. Drew, we've had someone uh, in touch with us. Yep, Ali has been on Twitter in reference to the counsellor. She said she really enjoyed it, but that could just be her. Well, out of the, so, it's a 50-50 split, yeah. so uh, we need a deciding vote. If you've seen The Counselor, let us know what you thought of it at Film Spoilers uh, or email. Make you're definitely spoilers. not the only one. I have heard <laughs> many, a pe- many a people. You're the only people that matter to us, though. Yeah. So uh, because we're running short of time, I'll just quickly list the film news for this week, which is uh, Jonas Coron uh, kind of released a short film which is linked to Gravity, which is sort of the other side to the conversation uh, that you hear Sandra Bullock having up in space. You can see a link to that on our Facebook and Twitter. If you haven't seen it, it's very, very good. There's talk of it being uh, nominated for a short uh, film Oscar. Oscar yeah. They put it up for it. We'll have to wait and see whether that happens. Other news, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is uh, rumoured to be joining the Sandman film and also the uh, the rumours earlier in the week that there was going to be an It's a Wonderful Life sequel. Seems like it might not be happening because the people who own the copyright to it say they have no knowledge of this and uh, they'd probably be quite against it. So uh, it looks like that probably won't happen. Thank God. God. But uh, <laughs> JP, what's out on DVD and Blu-ray next week? We have uh, quite a few things. Uh, Despicable, Me, uh, Despicable Me 2. Yep. Uh, we have The World's End. Yay, my steelbook should be going. Uh, the Heat, Red 2, uh, The Breaking Bad uh, complete series, and uh, some Studio Ghibli uh, releases on Steelbook. There's also a Pixar box set as well to go with the release of uh, Monsters University a few weeks ago. Okay, and uh, in cinemas? Well, of course, the big one is Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Yep. Uh, we also have The Family, uh, Luke Besson film, uh, Parkland, Blue is the Warmest Colour, uh, the documentary Computer Chess, and Vendetta, starring Dame Danny Dyer. So, on next week's show, we will have a review of The Hunger Games Catching Fire, and uh, good luck tracking down somewhere that's showing blue is the warmest colour. It's a Palm Door winner, but nowhere seems to be showing it, so we probably won't have a review of that. But if you've seen it, you can tell us what you thought of it, and you can tell us your review of anything you've seen over the next few days, or anything you just want to get off your chest. At Film Spoilers is the place on Twitter. May contain spoilers at hot1028.com is the place to email. There's the uh, the podcast will be up later on, uh, on Friday, so you can find that. Type Make It A Spoilers podcast into a search engine and you'll be able to find it. We're also on iTunes. But until next week, it's goodbye from me. It is goodbye from me. And for this and all my sins, (laughs) I can't even nail the accent, so. You got your highest eagles on.